Hi, I'm Steve Thomas. This is Cacophony. Let's dive into some great music. But first, a warning. This is for strong swimmers only. This music contains big waves, dangerous tides, and vicious undercurrents. Some music does an incredible job of conjuring up a sense of place. If you're a regular listener, you may know that we're living in India, by the shores of the Arabian Sea. We're locked down in an ashram, and haven't been able to go to the beach, which is less than 200 metres away, since February. But our room is on the ninth floor, and has great views of the sea, the occasional dolphin recently, and wonderful sunsets. But it's now October, and the rainy season has taken a grey turn. Instead of sunny days, interrupted by big storms, we've had several days of monotone grey skies and grey seas. And that does nothing more than remind me of the Suffolk coast back home in England, and the music of Benjamin Britten. There's also the occasional reminding smell. Once in a while, the breeze gives us just the perfect blend of salty seawater, fish, and petrol fumes from a small fishing boat. And that transports me immediately to Albra, where my aunt and uncle lived, and I went on summer holidays most years as a kid. I loved all the time I spent there, and amazing things seemed to happen every time. Be it the carnival, and unexploded World War II mines, and there was always the expectation that the lifeboat might get called out, which now, of course, is a constant reminder of how dangerous the sea is. Benjamin Britten's opera Peter Grimes is not explicitly, but certainly implicitly, is set in the Suffolk fishing town where the poet who wrote the original story, George Crabbe, came from, and it's where Britton lived with his partner, Peter Pierce, who sang the leading role of Peter Grimes. So if it's not set there, or close to there explicitly, it's certainly implied. The original poem was called The Borough. The opera concerns a loner fisherman, Peter Grimes. His apprentice has died at sea before the start of the opera. Accidental circumstances, judges the coroner, but the townsfolk are suspicious. And then Grimes goes against the official advice and gets another boy from the workhouse to help him in his rough and dangerous work. It's a brilliant, ambiguous and complex opera about violence, society, nature and redemption, or lack of it. It's packed with flawed and human characters. Britain said it was about the struggle of the individual against the masses. The more vicious the society, the more vicious the individual. And good opera can teach us something about both. The four C interludes come at scene changes in the opera. They're almost like mini overtures, in that they set the scene in your imagination, and sometimes use musical material from the scene that follows. And they're so good that Britain took them out of the opera to stand alone well before the premiere of the opera itself in 1945. And it's the sea and its moods that form a constant backdrop to the happenings in the opera, just as the sea provides a backdrop to the lives of people who live beside it and whose livelihoods depend upon it. The sea interludes open at dawn, and dawn comes at the beginning of the opera after a prologue that sets things up. This is not one of those spectacular orchestral sunrises It's grey, and the sea is calm. The orchestra's split into three. The strings give this impression of stillness on the surface. Fast woodwinds swirl like birds overhead, and the brass moves slowly underneath, 
like an undercurrent, dangerous and threatening, when you get the sea swell and the shimmer of waves. It's quite still, but still foreboding, things moving that we do not yet understand. In Sunday morning, you hear tolling bells in the horns, calling the townspeople to go to church. There are faster, smaller bells in the woodwinds and trumpets that also represent the kind of busyness and the chatter and gossip of the people. And there are more birds and splashing waves, and I think more threat. Moonlight comes at the start of Act 3. At the end of the second act, the townspeople have gathered into a mob and gone in search of Grimes. In search of what, exactly, they're not sure. But, you know, something. Grimes has fled his hut, pushing his new apprentice out of the back door and down the cliff. The climax is fast approaching, and like in so many operas, by the time you get to the final act, you know how it's going to end, and you know it's not going to end well. But first, there's this moment of quiet. The sea is calm again. There are short glints of light reflecting off the sea, I think. Symbols capturing the waves and the sea spray. But those waves roll in. Slow. Deep. Inevitable. There's nothing anyone can do to stop them. The last interlude we hear is the storm. Like the other interludes, the mood of the sea reflects the mood of the characters in the opera. Whilst the storm is raging in the sea, there's another one going on inside Grimes' mind. It's a violent storm, with a brief moment near the end where the sun emerges fleetingly. Otherwise, the storm rages, out of control. Click on the links below to have a listen. These pieces are great. Thrilling, moving, brilliantly written for the orchestra. I think the word is definitely evocative. I hope you like them. If you do, give us a comment. I'd love to hear from you. Maybe there's a piece of music that you really associate with a particular place. If so, let me know. Maybe I can play it. Please subscribe to and share the podcast. Come back for more next time. Thanks for listening. <laughs>